0: G'day guys, welcome back to Talking League and the fantasy game plan for round 23 where you break down the winners, losers and black bookers from each game. We're brought to you by Game Day Squad. Create, coach, compete in fantasy footy. Be the coach and win. Download the app and play now. Now TK and Brenton in the house. Let's bring B in. B, how are you mate? This is dead set the biggest week I think I've ever seen in fantasy. I've played Classic for three years. How long have you been playing Classic for,
1: mate? I've been playing Classic for about thirteen years, and this is the biggest score I've ever had.
0: Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen an outlier. Even like Draft, I am usually I've been playing Draft for thirteen years, and we nearly scored. And uh, me and my mate have a kind of like a merger team, and we scored close to eight hundred without a captain, so that no captain's league, and this is a very competitive league as well. So we set a record today.
1: Yeah, I think everyone's going to have records. I think there's going to be people out there who scored 1,050, 1,060 and dropped ranks, which is pretty scary. It's
0: crazy, mate. Well, round 23, we've got four rounds to go. Unfortunately, I've copped injuries to both clocks that and Seb Chris. I had people in my emergencies, Ramian 51, Chris 50 and Wade Graham 34, who outscored some of my guys in my actual team. I scored 1,035, which pushed me back to a rank of 619. How How'd you go there, B?
1: Yeah, uh, so right now I'm sitting on 11.35, uh, maintained ranks, but uh, so stayed on rank four, mm-hmm. uh, but made some ground on the guy who was in second, who went into third. Instead of buying a Cam Murray or a Cam McInnes, he went for Nat Butcher as his DeBellin replacement. So that was good for me.
0: Nice. Well, let's have a look at kind of our trades ahead, mate. Now, I've got one single trade ahead, and unfortunately that ice on Seb Chris's hamstring does not look good i'm blowing up because i'm actually going down to visit family next weekend in melbourne so i'm actually going and making my debut at amy park next week for canberra and melbourne so i was looking forward to seeing seb chris in the skin but looks like he's gonna be my last trade out it does look like i would have enough i've got enough money i've worked it out to go seb chris to either dylan edwards or the hammer to finish things off so and i need a wing fullback because drinky's on the buy so yeah, I haven't got a choice there. The only other thing I could probably do is maybe go drink water to maybe a Latrell. So that would be my only other thing that I can do there. But, yeah, your, what's on your mind, mate?
1: Yeah, uh, looking to hopefully hold steady. I don't think I had any um, injuries or any bad stuff happen. I didn't have uh, Nickel Clocks at or Seb Chris. Uh, so I think it's just going to be – the trades are at premium right now. So you can't go out willy-nilly unless it's out of a case of necessity. So I will look to hold. But I'll tell you what, IPAP is looking – Horrible. If if I had two more trades, I reckon I'd be straight swapping him to Frizzell in a heartbeat right now.
0: Mate, he's limping to the end of the season, isn't he? That left uh, edge. We knew it too, right, B? Like, every time he moves to the left edge, Brooksy just does not pass him the ball.
1: Yeah, we were hoping Brooksy would um, unlock him, I guess, when Brooksy came back. But just, I feel like almost the opposite's happened.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think he's uh, he's a very well-owned, too. Nearly 10% owner across the league, so... Considering his pedigree from past seasons, there, B, definitely letting us down. But let's have a look at the trades and injuries reports. Now, suspensions and injuries are brought to you by James, Australia's first AI investing application for shares in EFT, EETF, sorry. Learn more at jamesapp.com. Heaps of injuries, but the good news here, B, Ryan Pappenhausen returning for 40 minutes, set up the first try, looked pretty free there, kicked plenty of goals, too, one from the sideline. They took him off at half time, but great to see someone like Ryan Pappenhausen back.
1: Yeah, it's the good story of the year, I think, isn't it? Um, With just such a terrible injury. Um, I don't know how much we'll see of him this regular season for the Storm. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that will ease him back. And then if he does come back, he may just be like an impact 14 or 17 or something like that off the bench. Because Nick Meany hasn't done a bad job there.
0: Yeah, he's done a Um, good job.
1: And I think unless they make finals, I also think there's no one out there who really deserves to lose their spot too much. So it would be interesting to see if they do, but he's also, for fantasy, he's not going to be a pickup.
0: Mm. Given what we saw on kind of Friday night, I think there is a, still a little bit of a gap between them and Penrith. So I think you're I think you're on the money there that I don't think that he'll be starting, but I do think that his ability to impact a game from the number 14 position, maybe play the last 15, 20 minutes, I think you might be spot on there. I think he will return for those last couple of games.
1: Yep, exactly what I think, and he's too good to leave out, realistically, and if, you, if you're if wanting him to fire for a little bit to have him there for the finals push, um, then that might be the way they bring him in.
0: Now, have a look at the other injuries, mate, Jai Arrow's severe back spasms was the strangest things I've ever seen on Weird. a football field, mate.
1: Yeah, it was really weird, wasn't it? It was cause there was no real contact for it or anything. He just seized up and the um he th- well, let's in- say a bulging disc or something like that.
0: Mate, he looked like he was giving birth. Like he yeah, was in he pain, work. mate. Like, yeah. Yeah.
1: Um I think it was um because I was watching the night channel nine telecast, I think it was, and the commentators were saying that as soon as you get that, that bulging disc, the nerve pain that goes into your legs is intense. Mm-hmm. So it was Andrew Johns who was actually speaking about it. So he he had gone through it before. So he kind of knew what Jai was going through. Um, it didn't sound pleasant. No,
0: nah, he needed assistance just to walk from the field. But other injuries there: Jacob Saifidi, hamstring, Bradman best is saying in doubt for next week. He's got a groin injury. Jesse Arthur's failed a HIA. A lot of people had Charles Nickel Clockstad. So unfortunately, he failed an, a HIA there on Friday night as well. Adam Reynolds was pulled from the game. Uh, well, game before the start it was groin tightness. Uh, Kobe Harrington was a corked. Back, and like I said, both scratchings on the morning of the game. Herbie Farnworth, a cork. AJ Brimson was late scratching in the warm up due to a rib injury. Now, George Jennings, he's out for the year now, knee. Jerome Hughes ankle he's in doubt for this week Matt Lodge unfortunately an ACL and Moses Sully scratching from today with a calf and for everyone having said, Pris on an emergency unfortunately he did his hamstring and does look high grade because it was very high up his hamstring as well now player charges we saw a few send offs this week Mo Fodawaka he'll be missing for one to two games for a careless high tackle Jerome Lui, he's got a fine Nathan Brown one to two matches Jakey Granville a thousand uh, sorry it's a fine as well Lachlan Fitzgibbon a fine Thomas Burgess three to four matches. I'm not sure you didn't see as much footy today, but I saw something with Zach Lomax, who I think might be in a little bit of strife there as well. I'm not sure if you got to uh-huh. catch that because I know you were in and out today there. B. No,
1: I, I didn't get to watch any football uh, today. I just I listened to a tiny bit on the radio. I was on a way to my mate's fortieth, um, so I heard a little bit, and I saw in the group chat someone wrote something about Lomax, but um, I didn't see anything about it.
0: Oh, boys. All right, guess what, B? I've been upgraded to rank 609, mate. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm coming for everyone.
1: Uh, you coming come, come for me as well?
0: <laughs> there you go. There we go. Let's go through the games quickly here, mate, because it's one of those things with fantasy. I love fantasy, but Jesus, I can't imagine what the players feel in round 24 because I'm fatigued. How are you feeling, mate?
1: Oh, I'm wrecked, mate, especially since that, starting through this and like, getting so intense from doing the best I've ever done. It's just you start scrutinizing over every position and every possible move, and it's mentally draining, man.
0: (laughs) I can just imagine, mate. I've been in the top 50 before. I can only imagine what the top five actually feels like, mate. So I do feel for you. Now, kicking things off, the Roosters 26, the Manly Seagulls 16. I'm just going to keep everything relevant here, mate. We, We told everyone to hold steady on Joey Manu, mate, and he repaid everyone with a 68 here, mate.
1: Oh, as soon as he went over for that basic try, you could see it was Brad Parker who was trying to retreat and he was just, uh, Joey Martin who spotted it and it was like a line re- going on his prey. He just went straight at him. Easy try, broke some tackles through doing it, so therefore gets the line break. So, junk try. Um, he still missed five tackles in this game mm. and, and still punched out a 68 with just a single try. So, you know, good on him and he was never a sell. If you were selling your you're reacting.
0: Yeah. Now, B, uh, James Tedesco, he's still under 700K. For those that probably have maybe four to six traits, a good wing fullback, because we know his pedigree here. The Roosters don't have a bad run home, so not a bad one to lock in under 100- 700K here, bud.
1: Yeah, I think so. And it's actually him and David Fafita have been the ones that have hurt me not owning, because everyone else in that top 10, 15 pretty much has them. Mm. And, yeah, him him putting those try savers in, tackle breaking, just doing regular Teddy things – I just, you know, watched it with a singular tear because he is one of my favourite players.
0: Mate, one for the Black Book, Sua Wong. Now, he got a 49 in his 80 minutes. Got to try disallowed, unfortunately, with that double movement. It was very, very close. But, mate, he is a goer. He's got some size on him. Like, he standing next to Jared Weir or Highgraves, they are exactly the same size. He's big.
1: Yeah. That's terrifying as well because he's a back rower. And um, so, you think of someone with that size that is mobile, can move laterally. That's um, That's a scary thought. I don't know how much of a run he'll get next year because you would think that Angus Crichton will come back and hopefully be a little bit better. Mm. Um and you still got the Butcher boys there, Victor Radley, Cheese, like he he may be one of those impact players. I don't know how fantasy relevant he'll be, especially now punching that out. Um his price will have make it skyrocket for next year. But if he gets a starting gig, yeah, then definitely one to watch.
0: But explain this one. Lindsey Collins played eighty minutes in this one. He had six missed tackles. Like he got through his work so did his thirty 39- nine tackles, 140 metres. Now, Brandon Smith, who's coming off two high 70-minute games, got 47 minutes in this one, and, like, he just could not get into this game. I just can't explain what Tred Robinson is doing here.
1: Uh, I don't think anyone can, mate. They ran with Sand and Smith, um, mostly, in that dummy half roll. And that was always what my worry was of picking up cheese well some people for the second third fourth fifth time yep. is that you never knew what trent robinson was going to do in that dummy half rotation you you would have probably felt a little bit better about it when you saw the run on squad where you saw sand and smith had been moved to the bench and drew hutchison start you'd think oh okay cheese might play 70 to 80 minutes again
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then yeah he just he came off early i think and then he just wasn't replaced for forever
0: It's a very, very interesting one there, mate. So looking at Manly now, the interesting one here, mate, two games in a row that Daly Cherry Cherry Evans just really hasn't done a lot because when we saw what he did against the Sharks game, everyone kind of rushed him into the team because we saw how good that he played. Had a high 70 score in that one, but 50 against the Dragons, only 42 against the Roosters, so two lowly oppositions, and he just could not get going in terms of his attacking stats. I'm an owner. You were about to bring him in. I'm glad... I'm sure that you're glad that you didn't but I'm a little bit worried about him but there's nothing I can do about it because I forgot trades
1: yeah I don't think there's going to be a lot that anyone can do about it and it could be one of those outlier games as well like we say the Roosters are a lowly position team but they're not a lowly team if they're firing and if they're winning games like this then you're, you're always going to be fighting an uphill battle I think so mm. The the score doesn't worry me too much, especially when you think of who everyone else was thinking about. If it wasn't Cherry Evans, it was going to be Munster. We'll get on to him later, but he Munster scored worse. So Cherry Evans still did what you kind of expect—maybe a few less tackles, but kicked kicked heaps of meters, but just didn't set up any tries. No attacking stats.
0: Absolutely. Now, mate, if you just one for the draft players, especially if you're getting thin your free agency, I reckon one guy that might be popping up in that free agency is Josh Shuster, who might not be a bad little kind of bench pickup now he hasn't set the world on fire of course only averaging 31 got a nice little 46 in this one with two chip and chases one of them led to his try one of them led to one of his uh one of his teammates try i actually like the work that i saw from him on the weekend could be one of those outlier ones where if you pick the right week he could win you a draft draft league
1: yeah potentially um i don't know how it'll go for next year i don't think he will have that same dual position i think it'll just be a half and so it probably won't be worth it for next year. But. Um like, yeah, I, yeah, the commentary as well in the game, when I, where I watched it, they were literally saying, Oh, how long has it been since we've seen a chip and chase? And that was before he did his first one. And they're like, Oh, it's dead. You'll, you, you'll barely ever see it again. And then he does two in the same game. Um. So yeah, he was he was unreal to see. I'm I'm glad that he had a good game.
0: Interesting one for the black book, actually. B when with Luke Brooks coming there, he might have to switch into the back row where he's got an average of 47. So maybe someone that we do stick on the black book, and you know, I do expect, like you said, him to lose his edge tag. But if he's named there in round one next year, could be he'll someone that back. we have a look at.
1: Well, he'll get that edge tag back if he's named there round one because they'll they'll just do a dual position again. So yeah, it it could be a look. I I very closely considering, because if he's, what, a 30, that means he'll be sub 400, Yep. And if he's averaging 40, then he's going to make you 200 grand.
0: Yeah, he, they dotted us this year, so they always won. Now, moving to the Titans versus Warriors game, the Warriors 28 beat the Titans 18. It was just kind of neck and neck. Plenty of Ill, Ill discipline in this one. But let's look at the Warriors first here because they're about to go on the run. Mate, Jackson Ford, mate, he has been hitting some really, really good scores. I'm not saying to go by him. He's at 614K. And obviously, started the season, we all had him. He did his job, made some money. But kind of over the last kind of five games, mate, 61, 50. 47, 43, and 68. Another one maybe for those draft players to head into the finals if you've got him in the free agency.
1: Yeah, 100%, mate. No buys remaining. Dual position is fantastic. Um, he's cleaned up the missed tackles, so therefore his tackle count's actually going up and the demerits are going down. So he's probably getting like a 10-point swing there anyway. Um, I'm Yeah, kind of spewing I sold him.
0: Mm, same here, mate. Now, Tohu Harris, let's talk about him. He got a 46 with a nice little try there to win in the game. But the standout stat there is the eight missed tackles, mate. But he did get 72 minutes. Is it one of those things that he scored a try, but we do expect him to probably clean up his missed tackles moving forward. For me, again, I've got nothing I can do. But if I had four trades, I'd probably be looking at trading him out.
1: Uh, It's a hard one because at the end of the day, he's still got the fantasy pedigree, just like Isaiah Papalee, how we talked about at the start. Um, Is he worth moving on? Like, I... I, I hold him. I've got two trades left, and I don't plan on selling him. I think mm-hmm. it's an outlier stat because he's not going to normally miss that amount. Um, and also, you have a look at the team that he's playing, the Titans. They have a, a fair bit of um, like elusive players like your Jaden Campbells, etc., that can easily con- contribute to those missed tackles. He's not going to play those kind of guys every week.
0: Yeah, now let's move over to the Titans, mate. Mo Fodawaka, now he got sent off, got a one. So he loses 56K, which hurts a lot of coaches here, mate, because 650K. The good thing is here, B, that he's probably only going to miss one game with an early guilty plea. So for me, if you're holding him, you probably, unless you've got the cash and you can go up to a McKinnis, I'd probably say hold for a week. Thoughts?
1: Yep, I definitely think hold. Um, yeah. Yeah. And especially if he's only missing one game. Um, I, I think he's a definite hold. No more buys. Right. And the fact is you're going to probably have mids to cover him because everyone jacked up on mids in round 20 for when we had all like the DeBalens and the Horsbroughs out. People were going out to buy mids. So you would presume that you have cover for that, for that weakest, even in dual position players like a Hopgood or someone like that. Um, so I think he's a definite hold still averaging 48 even after he scores that one.
0: Now, mate, another guy that had a blunder was Jaden Campbell. Real standout there. 70 fantasy points. You brought him up last week. Now, he makes 47K, so he's going to be just under 500K. Probably someone I could look at to probably move Chris, Seb Chris to him. So not a bad one, especially considering they need to probably win all four games moving forward. And he does seem to kind of be that kind of spark in attack that the that the Titans do really do need in that run home.
1: Yeah, what was the injury to AJ Brimson?
0: So um, he, he's had two, right? Because he got an injection last week for an abdominal strain. Ab-
1: yep, I remember that
0: one. And then he copped a rib injury into the warm-up. So well,
1: it could be, could be a pain management thing. So, look, I think Campbell's a fantastic pickup if you are con- convinced that he holds the number one for the rest of the year. That's not a trade for me. Um, from what you mentioned previously, if you're doing Chris to I'd be going Dylan Edwards. Even though Dylan Edwards scored pretty bad, He's got a 48 average, um, and surely he will fire, especially with the Broncos and uh, Panthers continually winning their games and trying to get that minor premiership.
0: Now, moving on, mate, you had a good hold there on Tanner Boyd. Tanner Boyd coming back uh, to a very good score there of 51, despite actually copping it. looked like he was nearly dying there at one stage, B.
1: Yeah, I was getting a bit worried because he's he's someone I held for my 18th man for that pure hooker and half cover. Not so much the half, but mainly for the hooker for Harry Grant because there's just... It doesn't seem like there's any good, consistent hookers out there. So, yeah, he put he put through the kick meters that we thought he was going to. There wasn't obviously many goals because they obviously weren't playing that well. Mm. Um, but, yeah, nice little line break and made a lot more tackles than your general halves do.
0: Mate, to score 51 with eight... <clears throat> Miss tackles, means that he could have easily scored a mid-60s, really, if his game was on defensively. So not a bad little hole. He's got a great little versatility there. But the other guy that you brought in this week was David Fita. So scored a 56. I guess at this stage of the year that I know that you probably were thinking that it would be 65-plus each week, were you a little bit disappointed with that trade-in?
1: Uh, yes and no. It took the anxiety out of it because everyone else around me owns yep. him. Yep. So when he went over for that try... I was like, oh, thank goodness I've got him because this could be anything. Um, and then obviously, uh, Fodawaker being sent off and there wasn't as much attacking stats. Plus, he had a lot of missed tackles as well. So I think that that could have easily been a 65 anyway. So. You know, you still take the 56, and again, it's it's a player who's not getting away from you.
0: Yeah, now, Tino comes back this week, so there's no doubt that, you know, Mo Fodawaker would have played big minutes had he not been sent off in this one. So, we've seen over the last recent, like, month, Chris Randall's played some huge minutes. We've seen Aaron Clark, obviously, play some big minutes. What are we thinking here? That Tino comes back, plays 65 minutes, maybe Randall and kind of Clark comes back and maybe plays 50 to 60 minutes, but still have a pretty genuine role there?
1: Yeah, I think it's going to be, for that first week anyway, Is going to be Isaac Isaac Liu going into prop mm-hmm. again. Because they started Chris Randall at hooker and yeah. put Verrills on the bench. So I think that they'll still run Clark at 13 when Tino's back. And then when Foda Waker comes back, they'll reassess.
0: Yeah, I think so as well. But an interesting one, both in classic and draft there. Let's move on. Now, the Panthers 26, beating the Storm 6. The first 20 minutes, Storm, are well into this game. But then the chin and the Panthers really just clicked into gear here, B. Probably the guy they'll probably want to talk on here because I know that I want to bring him in, Dylan Edwards, a 19. Now, if you're a holder, if you've got trades, what would you do? Now, I'm probably looking at bringing him in because of what you just said, the fact that given the Panthers are so good, they could easily go on the run, and I probably trust him the most out of everyone. But if you're a holder and you've got some trades, would you still be in the same mindset or would you move him on?
1: No, I'd still be holding. It's it, it's an averages game. Let's look at Joey Manu last week, who's averaging a 47, yeah. and he scores a 15. People move him on because they're reacting. Just because they got one or two bad games in him. every single player does. Um, the outlier stat for this one is his running meters. He only got seventy-one running meters. We all know Dylan Edwards is a two hundred and fifty to three hundred guy, week in week out, pretty much. So, mm. didn't have to do anything too much with setting up tries or anything like that. This is an outlier game, honestly, mate. I'd I'd look at picking him up if I had trades.
0: Nice. Well, I am gonna I am gonna back you because you are fourth, and I like your picks, mate. So. I'm going to back you there for sure. Now, Isaiah, yo, mate, it was good to see that he didn't score a try because we kind of see where he lies, and I think that he is a great pickup if you've got the money to do it. That mid-60s score and just like that kind of consistency there, be week to week, I think that if you do actually have it, like he's just vanilla, right? You're not going to enjoy yep. watching him, but you're going to get probably a 60 from him each week.
1: Yeah, well, you've got the consistency and you know what you're getting. So he was actually another one I was looking at when I did my Fafita trade because I had enough money for him. Um, but I needed edge cover more than I needed mid cover. If I need it, it would have been a hard one. It would have been a flip of the coin because Fafida can get you a 50, but can get you an 80. Isaiah is going to get you 60 to 65 every week. So it just depends on what kind of coach you are.
0: Now, looking at the Storm, mate, so if you're listening to this now, Munster was actually on a 30 mid-30s at the end of the game, but he got an upgrade actually to 46. So that's a nice little upgrade for people that actually hold him so you, you pick up an extra 10 points there but looking at the rest of the team it's going to be very very interesting Nelson only scored a 25 not a lot of fantasy relevance here Harry Grant with another disappointing Like from what we know of him to score I guess at the moment they're getting beaten well in the middle here B and it, it is affecting his running game only had 38 run meters in this one and was highly ineffective pretty much it was just doing defense for most of this one.
1: Yeah, and th- look, the good thing about Harry Grant is he's cleaned up the missed tackles for this week. He has been averaging that five to seven mm. um, each round, so he's cleaned that up. But he made a couple of pretty schoolboy errors and three penalties conceded. Like So there's 14 points in demerits on a 56. So the defensive workload was there, being 53, and you're playing against the reigning premiers, so you're never going to expect too much of an attacking game when you're doing that. So overall... Probably not a bad score, just need to clean up the discipline a little bit.
0: Now, looking at someone else, Nick Meany, I could probably get as well here. B and their run home is Canberra, the Dragons, the Titans, and the Broncos. Should I maybe be looking at Nick Meany instead of Dylan Edwards as a bit of a pod?
1: The answer is no. You should not be looking at Nick Meany. We just talked about Ryan Pappenhausen. You don't know what is going to be happening with Nick Meany. Um, if Ryan Pappenhausen gets brought back early, there's too much uncertainty when you've got no trades left. So you need to be, you need to be buying a sure thing. There you go. As far as I'm concerned.
0: That's why I bring him on the show. Now, the Cowboys on the 3 p.m., this was a really entertaining game. They, unfortunately, the Broncos won here. Well, not unfortunately. Unfortunately for Cowboys, especially for Jakey and Riley. Broncos 30, the Cowboys 14. Now, looking at the Cowboys across here, mate, probably Scott Drinkwater, and they're on the buy this week, B. So it is kind of a, a look where you have to have a look at these byplays players. Now, in terms of Reese Robson, is he kind of one of those things that if you can make him your 18th man, you can just kind of maybe just hold him for this week?
1: Hundred percent. That's exactly what I would do. If I was a Robson owner, he's still a fifty-point average or pretty much fifty average. The outlier in this one was he had eleven missed tackles, which is that's twenty-two points. If he if he cleans that up, you get yourself a score in the sixties, which is what you were you were kind of banking on when you bought him. So I still think he's a fantastic eighteenth man. He is a decent option to cover Harry Grant. Should Harry Grant go down? Everyone's got Harry Grant, so. Um, I'd be definitely holding Robson and Drinkwater if those are your two only two Cowboys that you got.
0: Now the Cows have the buy, Sharks, Dolphins, and Penrith to finish. The other guy's got drink water at eight hundred and forty four K. Now he's had back to back games under fifty points here, B. So the problem I see with him is at his money, you want someone of the same quality. The only guy that I can see is Latrell Mitchell. And the problem with that is he's now got a then got a buy in round twenty six, and then you're probably sitting both him and more. You are going to be sitting him and Murray, and that's very important second last round.
1: Yeah, exactly right. And is it worth a trade for it? To me it's no. I mean, yeah, it, it it gets tough. If if you've got eight trades left, mm. then maybe go drink water to Latrell, um, and then drink water loses cash. Maybe you can go back to drink water in round twenty six. Yeah, I, I I'd, I'd be um, you know, still hold drinky. I think.
0: I think that's notice. That's a very kind of like there'll be like one in the top thousand that can probably do it because literally yeah. everyone's you know There's out of trades right. Yep. Alright, let's move to the Broncos, mate, and you're a big holder and advocate for Payne Haas, so him and Patrick Carrigan as well, mate. I think Patrick Carrigan, it's one of those things that we never expected him to play that well on the edge. You can nearly say that hes if he wanted to play edge, he would be the best edge in the NRL. Yeah.
1: Did he play edge in this game? I thought he played lock.
0: Yeah, He so he, what happened was he ended up having to move out there because they got that many injuries that he had to ah. play literally the second half all out there. That's why he played 80 minutes.
1: Yeah, that makes sense of the line he ran to, to score that try. Okay. So funny enough, Pat Carrigan was actually on my radar instead of Dave for because I could do a straight swap for Jack DeBallon. But that round 25 buy is the only thing that stopped me from doing it. So, um, yeah, Spear didn't get that extra 25 odd points. But yeah, no, he's a, he's a gun player. I, um, I really hate loving Broncos players because I just, I'm a New South Wales supporter and my wife's a Broncos supporter. So I love giving stick to her, but. I love Payne Haas and I love Pat Carrigan. So anytime they do well, I'm pretty stoked.
0: Now, mate, Tony Staggs, ninety forty eight seventy six 76, last three. Now, someone in the top thousand, 0.2 of 1% own him. So there's a couple of people in here that have actually gone him and just gone him as a pod. Mate, he's in sensational form, mate. He Some of those, those two tries that he saved were like top shelf stuff. Like he's playing some good, good. footy, man.
1: They were good, Mate, do you reckon you'll pick him up next year?
0: He's getting too expensive. What's he doing to me? <laughs>
1: You'd still buy him anyway. Um, <laughs> look, he, he's fantastic. Um, he, he It's making him look like an origin player almost with the form that he's hitting. Um, so, you know, two try savers. He was kicking goals, obviously, because Renault was out. Um, so if Renault comes back, that goes down to a 66, but you're still taking that from your centers. Um, other than that, apart from the try savers, there wasn't anything to outlier in his stats, like a couple of turnover tackles basic run meters, and not that many tackles. He just, he kind of did a lot of everything.
0: Yeah, just across the board. Good to see him actually playing well. Let's move on to the Knights and Dolphins. So the Knights getting away in this one, 30 points to 28. Now, good for holders of Connolly Lamubello. He scored that last try to put them right back into the game here, B. scored scored a 49. You played him this week, right?
1: I played him and did not play Ramian, So I could have got an extra couple of points there, but... You, that's that's what you'll take anyway at the end of the day 49 he he those missed tackles started creeping back in again so he had another negative uh, he had seven missed tackles so negative 14 so this could have easily been a 60 after he scored that try but um you'll still take that and hopefully um holds that spot to the end of the year
0: maybe i can bring in connolly back in mate let's what's his price 504k he actually lost money i can actually pick up connolly lemuelu here mate
1: Oh, dude, I'd do that in a heartbeat. Could you move someone down to wing fullback like Manu or something?
0: Yeah, Joey Manu.
1: I'd do it. Yeah, mate. Oh, that, that that consistency is for me over Dylan Edwards. Like Dylan Edwards will get you a fifty-five, sixty on a good game. Lemuel is going to get you a forty, forty-five on a bad game.
0: Oh, uh, then actually, yeah, I might do that. Yeah, I'm Connolly. You come back, baby. You are coming. You're coming back. All right. Looking at the rest of the team here, not much. It was good to see Isaiah Katoa come back. He had a nice little. He had two nice tries this year, mate. Because it's no doubt his confidence probably would have been knocked around. No, no relevance for, for fantasy wise in this one. Twenty nine, but just to see a good a young kid come back, and I'm sure that he'll go from strength to strength next year. There, be
1: yeah, I think so. He's he's too talented, and you got to give those young guys a little bit of um. Room to grow and make mistakes to actually get better. Um, I did want to give a shout out to one of my best mates, Mick Seal. He's a hardcore Knight supporter. Okay. He was blowing up at the very end of that game because he thought Tyson Gamble had given the penalty away. <laughs> yeah. And then when he realized it was Herman SES holding, oh, uh, it went from. Utter disappointment to utter elation. It was amazing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love it. Now, looking at the Knights, mate, good to see Callum Ponga score another 71. Was knocked around a little bit in this one. Tyson Frizzell with another 57. So, doing owners strong, he did have a very, very strong second half. Now, Dan Gagai could only knock out a 43. Probably one to probably... Look out if you do have a lot of trades and you're holding on to Greg Marzu. Do we back the kind of run for the Knights on the run home? They're run home. They're now in the top eight. They've got the Dogs, Rabbits, Sharks, and Dragons. So, for me, he'd probably be a hole. I can see a few tries coming here, mate.
1: Yeah, I definitely think he's a hole, but I never think he's a purchase. I mean, he's he does have one of the higher averages, and that's fantastic. But I am just I don't really like playing buying centers who are purely centers who don't goal kick because you can get yourself a 15 every now and again, but at least if they goal kick, like your Ruben Garrick, so you can buy in centre, or your Joey Manus, or your Connolly Lemuelis, who play a bit of a different position or a different role, mm. um, and be- them being less expensive than Gagai as well. Mate, so I don't think he's a buy, but he's definitely a hold.
0: Brad Mabesta's is an interesting one. Coach says he's in doubt with that groin injury for next week, so he's got a twenty-nine to lose twenty k. So it'll kind of be at that kind of high, probably low six hundred k here. B. If he's missing a week, would you hold him, or is it one of those things? If you've got a trade, you could probably luxury trade him out.
1: I think you would be luxury trading if you can. Um, he's he's averaging forty-two. Um, and with him, did you say he, lo- he loses 20K?
0: Yeah, he does. He got to yeah. a be of 50, mate.
1: So he's going to be priced at about that 42, what he's averaging now. So if he's missing a week and you can get someone like a Lemuelu or even a, um probably even a Joey Mano, because Joey Mano will probably even just plateau out. Mm hmm. For the sake of 60 grand, you're going to take that every day of the week.
0: Yeah, for sure. Now, Dom Young, mate, he scored a 55 with no tries. He's not bad, mate. Like, what's he priced if you're looking at maybe a bit of a pod here for the run home? I know it's very, very risky. He's at 520K. He, ah, It's probably a little bit too expensive here, 540K, bud. But it's one of those outlier ones if you kind of wanted to risk it for the biscuit if you're outside the, maybe the top through two or 3,000. What's your thoughts?
1: No, nah, not for me, mate. Again, a winger, and it's it's even on the non-dominant side for the Knights, because um, they obviously love that left channel. Dom's on the right. Mm. Um, in this game, he had two line breaks, ten tackle breaks, and two hundred and thirteen meters gained. That's outlier stats for the, for a winger like what he does. So, not not one for me, especially when you can get Dylan Edwards cheaper.
0: Nice. Now let's, let's go going to the last game in the Saturday, and the Sharks finally broke their top eight <laughs> duck. Sharks twenty six, Rabbitohs sixteen. Remember the group chat, mate? 26-0, I was getting very lippy. And then it got, it got very, very tight there at the end. Mate, the Rabbitohs was probably, what, the young winger there. If he held onto the ball, Tyrone Munro, like he could have set that to a grandstand finish, man.
1: Yeah, I, I knew you were going to be scared of that one. And I always get careful not to get too lippy when we're out into a lead, especially being a Dogs <laughs> fan, because, mate, the second I get lippy, it's just like the football gods are listening. They're like, right, let's F this guy over right now. Um, the same thing actually happened in the, um, in the Roosters game that we lost. Oh, uh, we were up like 12 nil or 18 nil or something. I'm like, oh, mate, well, this is done and dusted. And then all of a sudden, Roosters come back and win. So, uh, yeah, I, I get very careful on how lippy I get, but <laughs> no. Um, yeah, Rapid mounting a bit of a comeback, but I, I think Sharks were the better team. Uh, I thought that move that Katoa put on Latrell just gave it an absolute bath. It was unreal to yeah, see. Yeah, it
0: was that sidestep. But- oh, it was unreal. But it was great to see Nico Hines back as well, mate. Like, his energy out there, you could just tell he was a different player. But one guy that did stand out there yesterday was Brayden Trindle. Like, I just thought that he took a lot of pressure off Nico. Now, the biggest thing I think there, they actually shared it the kicking game quite heavily there, B. But the good thing was is that uh, Nico Hines, I think... Braden played a lot like a halfback in this one, which let Nico kind of float around a little bit. Now, I'm actually thinking that the Sharks, coming off that really good win here, they come into a home game against the Titans on Friday night, and I'm actually going to put the C back on Nico Hines. Thoughts?
1: I think if you're a Cleary owner, you have to keep Captain Cleary, um, especially that Cleary next week plays the first game, so you know your captain's done and Are they and Thursday, adjusting. are they? Yep, they're the Thursday against Manly. Right, so ah, yeah. gotcha. So, and I also don't think, like, I don't think, well, you saw what what the Roosters did to Manly and how much Cherry Evans got outshone. I think Cleary's going to take that next level. So, to me, I think Cleary's just captain for the whole year. That's the reason that you, everyone has bought him mm-hmm. Um and you know what you're getting, so...
0: Yeah, I think so too, mate. I didn't realise I was playing Thursday. I was going to bring up your golden rule. But now Cameron McInnes, mate, came back to the pack a little bit. Still relatively good though, a 53. So still in range in terms of a buy, especially if you can't get to that next level with your paying cetera, etc, etc. So it's not a bad little pick up there in the mid 700k's, but I do think that this is more of what you should expect.
1: Yeah, I, th- I actually think he got more than you should have expected. I thought he got a few more run meters than he normally does. Um, and he also got a few more minutes. I thought he was going to be a 60 to 65 minute hooker going forward. Last week was an outlier game because he was trying to break a record. Um, so I, I think he's going to be that low to maybe mid fifties moving forward. Um, he's going to put on what about 30 grand in this game. Um, to me, and I gave this advice to a few people, I would actually prefer Aden Fanua Blake over Cam McInnes. Well,
0: he's got those charges. I think what happened was he got pulled at 26-0 with 20 minutes to go, and then once they actually... Put two tries on, he got instructed to go back on there. So he was on only on forty one when he first got pulled, so that could have been a ten little point there. But mate, Jesse Ramion, I'm I'm thinking about maybe playing him for the rest of the year. I think he's back in confidence. He's kind of crab he's doing those crabs again across field, breaking tackles and popping up a couple of those little offloads. Back to Jesse Ramian of kind of what we saw over the last few years. I've actually been very impressed over his last month.
1: Yeah, I think this this game as well, the Sharks, they really brought out the offload. Like if you actually look at um Uh, Nico Hines. He had four offloads. Jesse Ramian had three. You know they were they were throwing the ball around a fair bit. And if if he's going to be doing that, plus you know the five to six tackle breaks a game, plus that that um, offload that he did to actually put Katara away to put the move on Latrell, that was unreal. Um, Mm. I still don't think I'd play him uh, mainly because I'm running Lemuelu and either a Garrick or a Manu, depending on where they where they're positioned. Um. I'd prefer to play them over Ramian, but I'm definitely holding him for his 18th, 19th man.
0: Yeah, I don't mind it, mate. Now, looking across the Sharkies there, Connor Tracy's got a 32, but did play some really good footy. Had a disallowed try there where he just missed the line. But apart from that, Brendan DeCora, he got an upgrade there. was only on 43, but got, got upgraded on the Sunday to a 50. So had a couple of good runs there. But, mate, the other guy, Wade Graham, we both pick him up as a bit of a cashy. Got a 36, and he's, uh, congratulations to Wade Graham as well. 250 games for the Sharks there. But had seven missed tackles, but still got through his work. 34, 34 tackles and 120 metres gained. If worse comes to worse, I've got no problems playing with Wade Graham, which I'm sure that in the last four games, I'm probably going to have to at one stage.
1: Yeah, break glass in case of emergency player. Um, I bought him in as a 20th man um, with um, the injury to Dal Finnegan and Wade Graham being given the captaincy. Um, I figured he was going to play that 60 to 5 to 80 minutes. And if he's getting me 30 to 35 and just sitting there in case I need it, I'm, I'm stoked with that.
0: Yeah. Now, looking at the Rabbitohs players, and I know for Classics, it's very hard to bring any of these guys in because they play three or four games here, but a lot of people playing head-to-head, they've got their prelim finals this week. And now, the Bunnies have got the Dragons. So, for me, I'd probably be looking, especially if you've got these trades and you really want to pump into the grand final, i will be looking at both Latrell Mitchell and also Alex Johnson. Thoughts?
1: Yeah, definitely Latrell. Uh, cuz he's, you know, he's he's putting up he put a 62 up basically for fun in this game. Um but that in- that included four turnover tackles, which I don't think is going to be the norm. Mm. Um, so that that very well could if you take those four out then you're going down into your mid 40s, which is still fine. Um Alex Johnson's a bit of a trickier one depending on the co- kind of coach that you are. Again, I'm not a coach who brings in wingers who rely on tries too much. I need to have them as goal kickers or they need to be ball playing wing fullbacks like your Tedescos, like your Drinkwaters, like your Pongers, setting up tries and having their hand in everything. Alex Johnson does not have that. So Alex Johnson's a no from me, but Latrell is a yes from me. And then if you've got trades up your sleeve, you can trade him around 26 if you're in the final.
0: Mate, how close was that try when Kantoa and Hines put him out like right on half time, Like it was a D away. Yeah.
1: Oh, there, was, there was so many like that, though, this round, I feel, where it was like either it's just like a slight controversial, or if there's like one blade of grass difference, that it could be a totally different outcome. Um,
0: Yeah, absolutely just outlier week this week. Well, let's move on to the last two games for the Sunday here. Now, the Dragons, the Eels knocking off the Dragons. Dragons were actually up 20 to 10 with 20 minutes to go. Then the Eels storming home. Shout out to my brother. He brought my nephew, my little nephew, Henry, for his first ever game. So he put his little jersey on and went out with my dad and my brother. And thank God he was going to be the curse otherwise. So the Eels getting up 26 (laughs) to 20. But, mate, Bryce Cartwright, the Cardi Party just keeps going. We've just gone into a bender now because he got 88. Two tries was absolutely fantastic in this 1B. Eight tackle breaks. But the thing, big thing is his base has gone up so much over this year. When he was coming through the ranks, he was the best under-20s player that I've ever seen. And he's finally fulfilling his promise. Good to see. I really like what I'm seeing for Brycey.
1: Yeah. And I'm glad he stayed faithful as well because he's re-signed with Parra now, hasn't he?
0: Yeah, I think he has. Well, you'd yeah. have to think
1: so. Or he wants to re-sign there because he got... from what i read he got offered to other other clubs were trying to get him and he was like well why would i leave Parramatta? because they gave me the lifeline and gave me the chance to continue to do what i love and he's repaying them in spades so yeah 39 tackles 160 odd meters nine tackle breaks and two tries you know it's um it's like the cardi party was on then the lights went out and then they came back on, rebranded, opened up a different <laughs> club and, and went nuts again.
0: Absolutely, mate. Now, the Eels are an interesting one because, again, they've got that last round by. guy that probably is uh, – I picked him up actually in draft as my backup hooker. Now, Joey Lussick got 80 minutes out here, plenty of base in defense, scored a 54 and 80 minutes. If he's in a free agency and Hands continues to be on that as 18th, 19th guy, like I think you should definitely get him as a kind of a backup
1: yeah, 100%. It depends on your hook of depth as well for, um, for classic, uh, because you don't want to run the risk of Harry Grant or someone being arrested and then having to rely on, well, you can't rely on Joey Lassie because he's got the buy. Mm. So, um, but if you're needing a cash down that's going to be about that 400k, um, Yeah, he can think of worse options.
0: I think so, too. Now, moving across uh, the Dragons, mate, Dan Russell. He scored another 57, mate, so he's doing unbelievably well. The good thing, like, it was good to see Jack Bird back, mate. Like, he scored a 50 here in 80 minutes, but he had 12 tackle breaks in this one. He looks strong, too, man, so good to see him back on the field and actually firing.
1: Yeah, 100%, and as we've um, discussed on the podcast previously about the illnesses that he has to go through through his life to actually do to play professional football. It's nothing sort of remarkable. So any of these kind of good news stories are absolutely unreal to hear. Um because you know what they're going through, what adversity that they're pushing through to continue to do what they love. So yeah, he did he did he did Jack Bird things, didn't he? Twelve tackle breaks, hundred and twenty run meters, a couple of offloads. Um, did, did all he needed to do to score a decent score. He'll go down 20 grand too.
0: Yeah, mate. M- Michaelie Ravalawa. Now, he gave that young kid on debut, Arthur Miller-Steven, a bit of a bath here today. They had to switch actual Russell, uh, Sean Russell over into the second half because Michaelie was just having an absolute storm. He scored four tries in this one, three line breaks, five tackle breaks, 82 fantasy points. So, I'm assuming, I'm not even going to look it up, I'm going to say that's his greatest game of all time. So, nice little run there by big Michaelie
1: yeah well you, you you know if it's not his biggest one it's going to be definitely a second or a third isn't it um but you, you're going to sometimes get that with you are getting four tries is it three or four line breaks that he had three three yeah okay well, there you go so that, that's automatically like a a 44 that you're getting just off those four, those four tries and then you've got some with your tackle breaks the run meters that you're doing you chucked a couple offloads in there so again not one i'd be picking up but um, yeah, good game.
0: Mate, it's just one of those things, whether you're playing draft or classic, the hate of these, these, like these injuries. I picked up chance this week with 11. Last week, a lot of you guys had Lemuelu with five. Francis Molo, pretty much on the third tackle of the game, he copped a HIO for a negative two. It was just all over the place this week. (laughs) B, the thing I just got to do, like, you just got to move on to next week. That's the only thing you got to do.
1: That's exactly what you got to do, especially when you know that it's an outlier week for pretty much everyone. Um, Just move on to next week. Continue to follow the path that you set out. and um, Yeah, just know that your research will make it get better.
0: Yeah. Now, moving on to the last game, the Raiders 22, the Tigers 18. Tigers nearly taking this at the depth. They they had Brooksy kick to the corner and that just bounce away from Nofaluma. and then Stafford Tower got put into touch, unfortunately. But great game in this one. I thought Joseph Tarpany here, played, he played 68 minutes, which was a little bit more than he usually does, but had three offloads, six tackle breaks. I do really like what I see, but it was good to see Corey Horsborough, especially for you guys that actually do own him, bounce back there with a 61, but Hors horse was just doing horse things today. I think that he was back to his best, and the reason why he got selected for Origin was kind of these performances, man. Yeah,
1: he, he did quite good. Again, it was all basically... It was stats, which is what you want to see, which is 45 tackles, uh, 110 metres gain. So there's your 56 right there, and then just a couple of bits and pieces here and there. The interesting part for me was that he played 80 on this one. So mm-hmm. normally we're accustomed to him getting the 70 minutes. Um, so that extra 10 minutes has probably bumped his score up a little bit, but I think you can easily expect 60s from him uh, moving on for the rest of the year and why he was not a sell last week.
0: Yeah, they copped a couple of injuries there in the outside Backs Nick Kotrick, he cop to HIA there with 10 minutes to go. And they also lost Elliot Whitehead at some stage during the game. One of the other Seb Chris got injured. That's what happened. That's why they played. And then they had to all kind of like just, just, yeah, end on that man, Seb Bloody Chris. (laughs) Now, ever since we've brought him in, he's just been an absolute weapon. Now, his last month, 50, 40, 40, 33, and 51. What an absolute weapon day warrior calling you out because you absolutely could just drilling him calling him a lemon he's not a lemon and it was good actually see actually top thousand people here be plenty of people listen to us 16 percent actually own him so a lot of good coaches actually seeing what we saw
1: yeah well at the end of the day it was it was never a really a risky buy because you're buying him for a 21st player and then if he's does well, then Happy Days, you can potentially use him if you need to. So, yeah, that last four weeks, he's been unreal. And, you know, again, if this was the what game that he goes out on, at least you're making a crap load of cash to, to do your upgrades that you need to.
0: Mate, hold the phone. I've just got a message from your brother. I think he's about to talk shit here, man. Let's just see what uh, the young Jason Vickery has said. Got to celebrate the little things. Tied with Brenton before updates. So, he's kind of celebrating. Yeah. He's gone off early, mate. Yeah, Fantasy golf is not like that. At
1: the end of the day, I, I was minor premier, so if it's a draw in the end, I go through and you don't, Jason. So bad luck.
0: I didn't even realize I was in a new comp. That's how much I was actually <laughs> paying attention.
1: <laughs> no, he, he's good. Shout out to him as well in case I forget to bring him up. He's actually got his 49th birthday coming up in the next couple of weeks.
0: Oh, happy birthday, Jace. Good stuff, man. Good to hear. Now, what else do we want to talk about in terms of the Raiders and Tigers? Well, the Tigers, very disappointing here. We kind of, at the start of the show, Isaiah Papali here with a 36. Let's just run through kind of his last month here, B. Just having a look, just bringing it up. Now, he's had scores of 58, 50, 53, and 36. Given that he was kind of a mid-score, mid-60s score mid scorer there at the, at the Eels last year, are we looking at you got no trades, you've got no choice, but to hold it on to him. But if you're holding, you got two trades, is it a luxury trade or are you just going to hold on?
1: I think you have to hold on if you've only got two trades. I think if you've got four, then you could probably do, and if you had a little bit of cash in the bank, you could do a straight swap to Frizzell. Yeah. And that's something I would do if I was in that position. Um, I'm not, so unfortunately I'm going to be a, a puppy holder for the rest of the year and just hope that he gets better. His tackles are way down from what Oops. we're used to seeing. We're used to seeing him in 35 to 40 range. He only made 23 tackles here. Um, he still had the run meters that we were expecting. Didn't have that bad of demerits. A few missed tackles and one penalty. Um, so, yeah, I, I I would hope that this one's an outlier game. It's just that the issue is he's got not getting any attacking stats, and we thought Luke Brooks would open him up there a little bit and he really hasn't. I feel like they run him as a decoy a lot more than they need to.
0: Mm.
1: Um just give it, give him the ball close. Like look you look at what David Fafita does. Give yeah. it to Ipap. He can do the same thing.
0: They had some injuries in this one as well because Bateman ended up having to play in the left centre position because Charlie Staines got injured. So he ended up with a 41. So that was, you know, that was a good score considering where he started and kind of where he finished. But apart from that, uh, just having a look at the rest of the scores. Unfortunately, Appy Coruscant let us down in a little bit. He had 12 missed tackles in this 1B. So not only is it the 12, well, it's 24 demerits, it's also the opportunity cost of the turnaround of not making those 12 as well. So unfortunately came back to the pack with a 32, but it looked lively with the ball from what I saw and nearly you know, nearly won him the game there as well. Had his try for Luke Brooks that Luke Brooks looked offside on this one. I'm not sure what the actual bunker was looking at for that last try, try but, you know, try assist to try assist. So
1: you're exactly right. And the fact is as well, he's, again, it's the volatile hooker position this year. He's also now kicking goals. Um, which is you know, it's the Tigers, so how many tries will they potentially score, we don't know. But it's still that extra if he gets three to five goals somehow on decent games, there's a, a you know, a six to ten point um turnaround. I, I think he'll be fine. Um you also bought him at everyone would have probably bought him around that five hundred K mark, so he's still gonna make a little bit of money. His price may plateau, but right now, you don't actually need to worry about what their value is doing. You need to worry about what their scoring is. So I, th- I think Coruscant will bounce back. He also played 80, so um,
0: you'll take that. For sure. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was a round, an outlier round. I don't think we're going to see that again <laughs> anytime soon. But, B, keep chugging along, mate. You're still in fourth place, and you're still smashing it. And, yeah, just keep doing it, man.
1: Yeah, cheers, mate. Thanks for having us again. And I'll, um, yeah. See you next week.
0: Absolutely. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. We'll be back on Tuesday with a normal TLT show. Andy and the boys will be back on Wacky Wednesday on or Wednesday and then a live q and I'm actually away next week, but I'm pretty sure Pat's going to fill in and B will be here and then hopefully Nigel will be back as well. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we will catch you on Tuesday. If you haven't yet, please leave reviews on Spotify or Apple. And, yeah, have a great week and we'll see you on Tuesday.